Are you a professional woman who wants to create passive income streams and financial freedom through real estate investing? Join us here on Real Estate Investor Goddesses, hosted by Monique Holm. Listen to women who are rocking it in real estate investments as they share their stories of success, failures, and best advice in real estate investing. Start creating real wealth through real estate. Tune in today. Here's your host, real estate investor, syndicator, and developer, Monique Holm. Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Holm. And on this show, we interview badass women real estate investors, women that are crushing it and doing amazing things in the real estate space. And I'm super excited about today's guest, Taylor Adams. Taylor has a similar, I feel like she's a soul sister. So we, we share a similar mission to help women in the investing space. I'm super excited to, to have her here. She's a serial entrepreneur and a Massachusetts native who has a passion for business education and helping others achieve their goals. She has a BS in business administration with a focus in entrepreneurship and a master's in organizational leadership. She and her husband launched multiple startups from 2012 to 2015 and finally found their niche in real estate investing in 2016 when they founded JT Adams Properties. Since then, she's focused her attention on educating others on how they can launch their own successful business, gain additional streams of income, and create the life they've always wanted. She's also a brand new mama. She just had a baby this a little over a month ago, and I'm glad she's taken the time away from, or she's willing to take the time away from her baby to be with us today. So welcome, Taylor. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Excited to have you. So, you know, you were, you've been an entrepreneur, done lots of different things. What got you into real estate investing? How'd you get started? You know, it's funny. I think we kind of accidentally fell into real estate investing. So like you read in my bio, we were starting a bunch of different companies. My husband is a software engineer. I am just an entrepreneur at heart. I always wanted to be my own boss. And we were searching for that thing that one, we were really passionate about, but also would help us to be able to achieve our goal of working together in a company. And we found that we didn't really have a passion for some of the other things that we started, you know, app. We're like, perfect, we'll, we'll create an app. And that just really wasn't for us. So back in 2016, when my husband and I were thinking about buying a home, buying our first home, we had just gotten married and we were starting to think about what that next step looked like for us moving out of our apartment. And we were looking around at single families and he was like, you know what, what if we looked at a property where we could live in one unit and rent out the other unit? And this was before we even knew what the word house hacking meant. We didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> and so we started looking around and we ended up purchasing a two family property to house hack. And we were like, this is really awesome. We get someone to help pay for our mortgage. And that's when we started getting into bigger pockets. One of his colleagues said, hey, what you're doing actually has a name, first of all, <laughs> and you should research more, find out more. So we did that. and. We wanted to keep going. We wanted to keep investing. And we live just outside of Boston and it's very expensive here. And as we wanted to buy more properties, we were like, okay, in like 10 years, we can buy the next property because we'll be able to afford it. And we're like, that is so long from now. <laughs> I don't want to have to wait 10 years. So I remember very vividly reading this article about this woman. I think she was living somewhere down south and her and her husband they purchased a property there. I think it was like 
maybe a six unit property. And they were able to do that because it was so cheap. And so I was talking to my husband about it and I was, and he was, we were saying, you know, that's great if you live somewhere where it's really cheap and you can do something like that. And it was kind of an aha moment for us where we were like, why can't we do that? Why can't we purchase in an area that's way cheaper than the Boston area? And that led us to investing out of state, which has been such a game changer in our investing journey. So after the house hack, we started exploring markets in the Sun Belt and we landed on Tennessee. And so now we have a couple properties down there and, you know, it's kind of, kind of grown from there, but that's how it initially started. We fell into it and kind of bumbled our way through it, which has been so much fun so far. That's awesome. Like what one of my mentors taught me and I had to also learn the hard way, but live where you want to live, invest where the numbers make sense. Absolutely. So I live in an expensive market, Los Angeles, so I totally hear you. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about your tenancy investments. What are you investing in there? Yeah, absolutely. So initially when we invested in Tennessee, we were like, let's start with a single family property because it's quote unquote easy is what we thought. But the thing about a single family property is that it's one door. So there's one person paying your mortgage. So if that person moves out, you have nobody paying your mortgage. So we realized that we wanted to be in larger properties down there. So that led us to our, the next property that we ended up buying, which was a five unit. And that was our first kind of foray into the more commercial space, you know, four plus unit or excuse me, plus four units. Yeah. So now we have those two properties down there, which has brought us to a total of eight units, which is really fantastic. We love Tennessee for its cash flow. We're very cash flow focused and these properties are self-funded. So it's a market that makes sense for us because the barrier to entry is very low. So for instance, the single family property that we purchased down there, it was only $65,000, which makes me want to cry when I think about the price of the properties up in this area. <laughs> and, then, and then the five unit property that we have down there was 120, we paid 120,000 for that property. And with both of those properties, we are cash flowing something around $1,700 per month with obviously very little money invested into those properties because the ratio of purchase price to actual cash flow and the rent that you're getting down there is crazy good. So we want to continue to invest in cash flowing areas like that. We've kind of gone back and forth about, well, should we, should we move into different properties and focus on more of an appreciation play? Should we focus on you know, other options? But I think what the pandemic has really taught us is that a cash flow market is really what makes sense for us at this moment. Cash is king, as they say. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you build your team? Are you self-managing? How are you managing the properties? Yeah. So our house hack that we we live in, my husband and I are self-managing that. It's been pretty easy. We actually did turn the other unit into an Airbnb for about a year, right before the pandemic hit. And then we had to turn it right back to a long-term rental. But the beauty of us self-managing it, we were able to do that rather quickly. And the properties down in Tennessee, we actually have a property management company that we work with down there. So when we initially moved into Tennessee, we did research on just the different property managers in the area that were managing kind of a mid-range number of properties. We didn't want somebody who was 
super huge and we couldn't get their one-on-one attention and we didn't want someone with no experience. We wanted a well-connected person. So we ended up narrowing it down to, I think, about five property managers. And because we're doing a lot of conversations over the phone, we wanted to find somebody who we felt comfortable with talking over the phone and not just with my husband, but with also with me. And I feel like as a woman, you want to make sure that the people that you're bringing on and onto your team are not just looking for the man to talk about the thing. I've, I've definitely found that in uh, real estate investing in general. And so that's just something I was hyper aware of. And I was like, you know what, if we're moving into something like this, I want to be able to feel comfortable talking to this person and that they're going to respect my involvement in our business. Not just and think of you as the little lady that <laughs> let's let me talk to your husband. Exactly. Now. Is your husband home? Let's talk <laughs> Exactly. And so I really wanted to avoid that. And so the property manager that we ended up bringing on, um, he's fantastic. So when we went down and met him, we've only been down to Tennessee once, which just shows how amazing our property manager is. And we went down to meet him and it was pretty funny. We sat at the table and he was mapping out for us, you know, this is a good area. This is a bad area. This street is good because in the area where we invest is very street by street. Mm-hmm. And we were talking to him and he takes the papers and he directs them to me. And he's like, let's talk with you about this because I was just like, I want to know everything you have to do to get into a great area around here. And my husband, he's a pretty quiet guy. So he just kind of sat back and let it happen. And I was like, you're my guy. I like you. <laughs> He knows where to where the decision making happens. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, beautiful. And how has the pandemic affected your investments? Yeah. So it's been a crazy journey. We had really big plans for 2020. So <laughs> with the existing properties that we have, I'll start there and then I'll talk about what we were planning on doing. So as I mentioned, we had our second unit in our house hack as a Airbnb. And it was doing fantastic because this area in Boston, a lot of people are coming in to visit their kids at school. They're coming in for conferences. So we just, we were constantly booked and then we're really close to Salem. So Halloween was crazy. But of course, it's all of those things that require large groups of people that you don't have right now. So once the pandemic happened, there were some regulations that were placed in Massachusetts and many states restricting who you could accept as Airbnb guests, which was only essential workers. And that was really challenging to balance. And we weren't seeing the guests that we had been seeing and we were seeing our numbers drop. So we decided now's the time. Let's switch it back to a long-term rental and give that a go. That's been great so far and wonderful that we were able to pivot in that way, but that wasn't the plan. And then as far as our Tennessee properties, luckily they've been pretty stable. I feel like actually they've stabilized this year more than in some other years, which is odd given the pandemic itself. However, the area where we were invested in Tennessee is very supply chain focused and supply chain right now is huge. So if you're in a supply chain industry and your properties are in an area like that, so I think it's FedEx is based in Memphis where where properties are. So huge, everybody's ordering online. So that has been great for our properties. As far as our plans for 2020, we were going full force into syndication, 25 plus units in the Southern New Hampshire area. And we were actually under contract with a property right before the pandemic hit. And I guess 
Luckily, we didn't know this. Once we were going through our due diligence period, we realized that some of the numbers that they had provided were just, they weren't going to work. This deal didn't make sense. And we backed out. And the next week, the world shut down. (laughs) And we were like, okay, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was a good thing that we, you know, that didn't work out because the vacancy rate was really high on that property. And we were going to have to bring it up to capacity. And that would have been really challenging. So blessing in disguise that that didn't work out. But our plan for 2020 was to focus heavily on large multifamily properties, value add through syndication. And once the pandemic happened, our investors kind of sat back and they were like, you know, we kind of want to hold on to our money a little bit and kind of see how things play out. And we are like, you know, we're going to do whatever our investors want to do. So we kind of did the same thing. And we took that as a moment to kind of reevaluate what we were doing and what we were focusing on and what's going to make the most sense as we continue through this pandemic. And as we see what happens with the economy and the different areas, prices are still pretty high, which has gone down much yet. They have not gone down. And it's very interesting. I'm fascinated by what we're watching here with the market. But what we decided to do instead was to focus more inward on our self-funded properties again. We were like, this is a great opportunity. Our two family that we house hack, we were planning on staying here for about five years and going to do all the work ourselves and just move to a house that we were going to build after that. And we've lived here for just, just about two years now. And once this happened, we were like, you know, we have all this time. Let's renovate the property. Let's get it ready. Let's refinance it. Let's get another house hack right now. So that's the path that we're going right now is we were able to figure out a way to get this property to cash flow. We don't have to condoize it, which we originally thought we were going to have to do. So it's going to cash flow. We can move out. We can go into like a three family, let's say, not too far away and keep building our units that way and keep investing in cash flowing areas like Tennessee and other areas in the Sun Belt. So the best laid plans, but you have to be willing to pivot when you can. 2020 has been the year of pivot. 2020, <laughs> yes. And like advance with all the things that's being thrown at you. Hey goddess, have you been sitting on the sidelines and you're now ready to get started investing in real estate? If so, join me for my free online training, how to get started in real estate investing as a busy professional woman. Go to tinyurl.com forward slash W-R-E-I-G to register for our complimentary training and to learn how to get investing in real estate like a goddess today. See you there. I want to ask you a question that I ask all my guests and I found that we get the most gold from this, but which is what was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it? Yeah. So I think the biggest mistake that I've made in my investing journey is I think I waited too long to get started. My husband and I reminisce sometimes we think about what we were doing, you know, three, four, five years before we started investing, we were like, oh my gosh, we were wasting so much money on rent, on like just a million things that we were doing, going out to so many wine tastings and just, you know, all these things that we could have been putting into our investing. And I think the biggest takeaway from that is that you have to take action now. You can't wait for the right moment because that moment it will not present itself. You have to take that initiative to just do it. Don't wait for something to tell you it's the right time because the right time is right now. There are always opportunities. It's just about finding, finding what makes sense. 
Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. So you may not be able to do the same, the what, the same things every time, but there are always opportunities within real estate investing. Exactly. At, at any moment. And what are you most proud of? Yeah. So I think one of the big things that I'm most proud of right now is that we were able to pivot and we were able to see that instead of just kind of sitting back and being like, we can't invest until we know what's going on with the world because who knows how long that's going to take, first of all. And yeah. instead being like, okay, let's reevaluate, let's figure out a way. And we've done that in two ways. So through kind of our pivot into let's go deeper into house hack, let's go deeper into a cash flow market is one. And then the other piece is I was really looking for a community of women locally who were doing the same thing that I was doing. And I wasn't finding it. I wasn't finding those people. And so my former college friend, who is now my business partner, Beth Mulholland, who I think is going to be on this podcast. Yes, uh, I interviewed her. <laughs> either <laughs> ahead of me or behind me. I'm not sure. <laughs> She's amazing. But we reconnected after college and we were both in the same boat. We were investing and we wanted to find that community and we couldn't find it. There was a gap there. So we decided to try and fill that gap. And right, right before the pandemic, just this pandemic just keeps bringing on all the things, right? We were like, we can't have in-person events anymore. What are we going to do? So we also pivoted and we started a podcast. We started a network and we built a program to educate women on how to invest in real estate. And I think I'm so proud of both of those pivots because it's just an example of you have to work with what you have. And if you let all of kind of the dread roll in of everything going on, you're going to get stuck. And one, that's not a good feeling. It's not going to make you feel very good. But two, you're not going to get as far as you hoped that you would. You need to just keep persevering because you never know when it's going to be that exact moment when things will just suddenly change for you. So yeah. those, are, those are what I'm most proud of right now. Beautiful. And to what do you attribute your success? So I attribute my success to my husband, my partner in all things business, life, he is my biggest supporter uh, and encourager. Even when I am like, you know what? I don't, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if this is right. Am I making the right decision? Should I just do this instead? He's like, stop, Taylor. You need to do what's best for you and you need to do it right now. And you're not doing this for me and you're not doing this for whatever. You're doing this for you. And I don't know about other people, but I definitely need to hear that because I'm definitely the type of person who wants to make sure that everyone else is okay. So for me, he makes sure that I'm okay and he supports me in everything that I do. So he is my biggest contribution to my success. I love that. I work, I'm also partnered with my husband who's my backbone and <laughs> in my investing and even in real estate investor guys. Yeah. He's, what do you think helps you guys be able to work so well together? I think one, we have a very similar vision of what we want. We have... Mm -hmm the same why, which is to have the freedom to spend time with our family that we're growing. And that has kind of led us in every decision that we've made. And so we really take the time to try and communicate how we want to get there. And we have, you know, real business meetings. We'll sit down and we will, you know, map everything out. We want this to feel and be a business even before it was a business. 
we also are just insanely passionate about what we're doing. And we will get a big bottle of wine, sit over dinner and talk about real estate, talk about business for hours. So we just have a very similar vision. And I'm so fortunate that we were able to find this common passion. And what do you, advice do you have for a woman who's just starting out in this field? Yeah. So I would say learn from my mistake, from my learnings, and don't wait until you feel ready to get started in real estate. You're never going to feel ready. And get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable now because you're going to feel uncomfortable a lot. And you need to feel comfortable with that. It's always going to be something that you're working on. So every time that we submit an offer on a property, every time we close on a property, there's that little voice in the back of your head that's saying, Ooh, is this actually a good idea? Should I, should I do this or not? And you're like, no, I did my research. I did what I was supposed to do. I did my due diligence. You have to be okay with that because it's going to feel uncomfortable every single time. <laughs> yeah. I tell my goddesses, nothing you want is in your comfort zone. <laughs> so it's like Absolutely. you are, you are going starts, to get out of your comfort zone. <laughs> yes, life starts outside of your comfort zone. I truly, truly believe that. Yeah. You can vacation a little bit in your comfort zone. You can't live there. <laughs> so, all right. Beautiful. And what do you wish you'd known at the beginning that you now know? I think that there's just so many options when it comes to investing. Like I mentioned, we kind of bumbled through it at the beginning. We didn't really know what we were doing. We thankfully fell into it. But if I had known what I know now, oh my goodness, maybe we would have made so many different decisions. But there's so many different options to get started that it's so important that you build that network that can really help you to find the right resources so that you can invest the way that makes the most sense for you. Because not every strategy is going to be right for every single person. It varies. It's a very wide scale and you can fall anywhere on that. That's so good. Yeah, I always say real estate investing is not one size fits all. So it's really important that you understand like <laughs> what makes sense for you. Yes. Beautiful. All right, Taylor, it's been great. Before we get into our famed end of show Trinity, tell our listeners how they can find you, find out more about what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm very active on Instagram. So my personal Instagram is at Taylor Coleman Adams. And you can also find our company at the Women's Investment Network. And our website is experiencewin.com. And you can learn all about our podcast, our programs, our coaching, just everything the community has to provide. Beautiful. And we'll have those links in the show notes. All right, so now it is time for our themed end of show, Trinity, which is a brag, a gratitude, and a desire. What are you celebrating? What is your brag? My brag is I just had a baby. (laughs) (laughs) So I just had a daughter. Her name is Elodie. She just turned a month old on October 17th. So this is my first human child. I have a fur child, but they are both very demanding, equally (laughs) demanding, I might say. But she's incredible. She's so adorable. I might be biased, but I'm so happy. It's been crazy, amazing so far. (laughs) Well, brag, mama. Congrats on your (laughs) newest goddess. And what is one thing you're grateful for? I am grateful for my little family, my husband, my baby, my puppy. They just provide me with so much happiness and love and support. And 
you know, with everything going on right now, we haven't really left the house in many, many, many months. <laughs> and I don't know what I would do if I hadn't had that kind of support around me for all of that time. So insanely grateful for that. Beautiful. And last but not least, what is one thing you desire? My biggest desire is that my husband and I can work together. We're already doing it, you know, on a small scale, but I want him to be able to leave his job and be able to do this full time with me, both the win stuff and the investing stuff. I want to be able to just have all of my time with him, which I know will probably drive him crazy because I never stop talking. I'm an insane extrovert. He's an insane introvert, but it works. (laughs) (laughs) So shall your desire be or so much better than you can imagine. Thank you. Thank you. This is really great fun. Appreciate you coming on. Y'all, you can connect with Taylor at experiencewin.com and on Instagram, Taylor Coleman Adams at Taylor Coleman Adams and at the Women's Investment Network. At Women's Investment Network. I think I added them the. (laughs) And connect with me at reigoddesses.com. There you can find out about our investor club if you're interested in syndications and our programs and events and find us at rei goddesses on all the socials definitely connect and make sure that you like the podcast you share it with friends and you come back next time for another awesome real estate investor goddesses podcast interview bye you have just listened to another episode of real estate investor goddesses a show dedicated to sharing stories of women creating real wealth through real estate. If you found value on what you just heard, feel free to share with your friends. Visit us at reigoddesses.com to learn more about our programs and live events, as well as to access other resources. Until next time.